Welcome to the Glenwood Table Podcast, where we are reimagining Christian faith for the 21st century. I'm one of your hosts, Lana Hurst, and you can refer to me with she, her pronouns. You're listening to a series called Lectionary in a Human Voice, where either Emmy Arnold or I will be reading the weekly scripture passages from the lectionary. But this liturgical year, we've decided to switch things up a little. We're going from the Revised Common Lectionary to a lectionary proposed by the Reverend Dr. Wilda C. Gaffney in her book, A Women's Lectionary for the Whole Church. With insight, intentionality, and creativity, she lifts up marginalized voices and lesser-known Bible passages, and she uses more than a hundred names for God, all the while avoiding masculine pronouns for God. We love what we've read so far, and we're excited to include you as she explores what she calls Year W. So take a moment to center yourself. Breathe deeply and seek the presence of the spirit of love that is with you wherever you go. Our prayer is that this would be a meaningful opportunity for you to slow down and hear the scriptures in a new way. May you see glimmers of the divine within these words. Let's begin. Hi everyone, this is Reverend Emmy Arnold, and this week I have the privilege of reading scriptures for two different holidays, meaning that you get a double dose of lectionary in a human voice. I'll give you a little context before we get to it, because this week holds both the Feasts of Epiphany and the Baptism of the Lord. The information I'll be sharing comes from the Encyclopedia Britannica. In Western churches, the time between December 25th and January 6th is known as the 12 days of Christmas. January 6th in Western churches, or January 19 in Eastern Orthodox churches, since their Christmas Eve is on January 6th, is known as the Epiphany. And the Sunday after Epiphany is known as Baptism of the Lord Sunday, and it officially ends the Christmas season in the Christian calendar. Today, I'll be sharing scriptures for Epiphany. Epiphany comes from the Greek word epiphania, or manifestation, and you may have heard it called the Feast of the Epiphany, Theophany, or Three Kings Day. It's an ancient Christian holiday commemorating the visit from the Magi to baby Jesus. The Magi were also known as the Three Wise Men, or Three Kings. Their visit was the first manifestation of Jesus Christ to Gentiles, or non-Jews, And this indicated that God's covenant of love was going to be opened up to Jews and non-Jews alike. Epiphany also celebrates the manifestation of Jesus' divinity as it occurred at his baptism in the Jordan River and at his first miracle at Cana in Galilee, where he turned water into wine. Western churches tend to focus on the visit from the Magi's, And Eastern Orthodox churches tend to focus on the baptism of Jesus and celebrate the incarnate Christ as being both fully God and fully man. Epiphany has a number of fun traditions associated with it. One you may know involves baking a figurine of baby Jesus into a cake called Three Kings Cake. Whoever has the baby Jesus in their piece of cake gets the title of being one of Jesus's godparents for that year. 
And other traditions include little gifts in children's shoes and rituals involving water, including the blessing of the houses with holy water as a reflection of Jesus's baptism. Without further ado, let's get into the scriptures for the day. The scriptures I'll be reading in honor of the Feast of the Epiphany are the book of Isaiah, chapter 60, verses 1 through 6 and 11, Psalm 67, the second letter to Timothy, chapter 1, verses 5 through 10, and the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Listen now for a word from God. The book of Isaiah, chapter 60, verses 1 through 6 and 11. Arise, daughter, shine, daughter, for your light has come, daughter, and the glory of the Holy One has risen upon you, daughter. For, watch now, daughter, bleakness shall cover the earth, and thick bleakness the peoples, and upon you, daughter, the Holy One will arise, and over you, daughter, God's glory will appear. Nations shall come to your light, daughter, and monarchs to the brightness of your dawn, daughter. Lift your eyes round about, daughter, and see. All of them gather. They come to you, daughter. Daughter, your sons shall come from far away, and your children shall be carried on their nurses' hips. Then, daughter, you shall see and be radiant. Your heart, daughter, shall tremble and swell, because the abundance of the sea shall turn toward you, daughter. The wealth of the nations shall come to you, daughter. A multitude of camels shall cover you, daughter. Young camels of Midian and Ephah, all those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense and shall proclaim the praises of the Holy One. Your gates shall always be open, daughter. Day and night they shall not be shut, so that the nations shall bring you their wealth, daughter, being led by their monarchs. Psalm 67 May God be merciful to us and bless us. Show us the light of her countenance and come to us. Let your ways be known upon earth, your saving health among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you judge the peoples with equity and guide all nations upon the earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. The earth has brought forth her increase. May God, our own God, give us her blessing. May God give us her blessing, and may all the ends of the earth stand in awe of her. The second letter to Timothy, chapter 1, verses 5 through 10. Considering the recollection of your faith without pretense, a faith that lived first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, now I am persuaded that faith lives in you. 
For this reason, I remind you to reignite the gift of God that is within you through the laying on of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but one of power and of love and of self-control. Be not ashamed then of the testimony of our Savior or of me, Christ's prisoner. Rather share in suffering for the sake of the gospel. Do so through the power of God, who saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, rather according to God's own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before the ages began. Now it has been revealed through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who negated death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. The Gospel of Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Now Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod. Suddenly, sages from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, Where is the one born king of the Judeans? For we have seen his star at its ascent and have come to reverence him. When King Herod heard this, he was shaken and all Jerusalem with him. Then, calling together all the chief priests and religious scholars of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah would be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for it has been written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, by no means are least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the sages and learned from them the time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go, search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me a word so that I may also go and reverence him. When they had heard the king, they left. And there suddenly was the star that they had seen at its ascent going before them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they rejoiced. Their joy was exuberant. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and reverenced him. Then, opening their treasure, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. This has been a reading of the word of God for you, a beloved child of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you so much for listening to this week's edition of Lectionary in a Human Voice. We pray that this was a meaningful time for slowing down and hearing these ancient sacred texts read to you. Just a reminder, if you would like to connect with us on social media, we can be found on Facebook and Instagram as Glenwood Table. 
If you've enjoyed this podcast, we invite you to subscribe and or to leave a review. We'll be releasing more content each week, both in this series, The Lectionary in a Human Voice, as well as new interviews with a variety of folks who are engaging faith in the most authentic way that they know how. So until next time, remember that you are loved and you are enough. Peace, friends.